The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. I don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Jenks! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Smitty and Q. Hey, what's up, guys? Notebook Wagering. Q here. I've got the uh, the OG Smitty. We got the uh, the guy who's made the second round of the cuts, Matty Nails. What's going on, fellas? What's going on in IQ, Maddie Ice, baby? What is happening? Let's rock. Little Wednesday roll. night, little hump day. Let's get over it. Let's get it. I love get over the I beard get, in here. I get so siced when we have shows on Wednesdays. You know, obviously the hump day. Uh, I tell the wife, get out of here. This is my time with the boys. Um, I'll come get you when I'm done, and uh, we'll 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 finish off the nightcap. But hey, we've got a great guest for you today. I'm really excited to have him on, uh, Smitty. So you introduced me to this guy. I want to say two years ago. Uh, so we'll kind of let you, you know, lay out uh, the introduction to this guy since you know you were really the tie to to the uh, connection. Yeah, you know, I I kind of just man, I that was so long ago. I kind of forget how I came across him, but I started talking to him and just on Twitter and just sports generally. And, you know, he was such a great guy. We just, you know, we clicked it, you know, clicked off really well with each other. And we had some, you know, he had some different uh, other guys that we would just talk sports and it just kind of went there. And then we've kind of taken advice from him over the years and have done very well with him. And again, is just, I think has become, you know, a true friend and somebody that we really count on and, um, just a class act so so i mean that's how i think we came across them uh q and um we're glad to have them on i mean it's again just we we're trying to bring great people onto the show and we think this guy is a class act and he knows his sports so wilbur the beard from beard up beard premiums baby i'm pumped welcome to the show buddy thank you for having me guys and it's a pleasure to be here really and I enjoy coming on and talking to you guys and whoever else, you know, and I really appreciate you guys having me on tonight. So let's uh, let's have some fun, right? All right. We're great to have you. Uh, so uh, we'll kind of kick off, you know, let's kind of get to a little bit of uh, get to know Beard here. Um, so first question, are you East Coast or West Coast, Beard, or Midwest? West Coast. Okay. Uh, Way West Coast, Seattle, Washington. Oh, <laughs> yeah, twelfth man represent. Uh, kind of give it. Why don't you do this? Why don't you give us a little, uh, you know, long story short version? You know, what kind of drew you to sports gambling? When did you start? You know, you know, X many years ago, um, and kind of just take us through that quick path. Yeah, it's been. It's been a a work a, a life works in progress, I would say. Uh, a long time ago, I started. I learned from my grandma when I was eleven and twelve years old, and she uh, she had a an NFL contest at her work, and I'd play in it, and I started to win it year after year after year. And I mean, this is you know this is probably twenty four years ago, twenty five years ago. 
when we had to fax in our pips and stuff <laughs> so a long time ago with all the fax and sync and shit, you know. <laughs> so it, it was cool, and it's just a different perspective too, learning from a woman. I think, and especially when there wasn't an industry at all, especially when I started. So um, yeah, that's a great. Even though I'm young, it's still very. It, yeah, even though I'm young, it's still a very young industry and not really even tapped into in most states. So, but I learned from my grandma and many, many years. So, and now I'm, it's like 18 years plus I've been doing this uh, for, you know, as a pro and helping people win games. So, hey, you can't ask for that. You know, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's awesome to hear that, you know, you learn from your grandmother. We know, you know, obviously there's uh, some great female cappers out there uh but I, I think they get a little uh under love uh, in the grand scheme of things whether it's social media out in vegas uh you know the, the the big gambling hubs atlantic city stuff like that so uh, we always like to give them shout outs because you know they are just as good as we are if not better um and it you know like you said it's a young it's a young uh i don't want to call it a, a fad because it's, it's here to stay and it's it's continuously growing but gambling yeah, it's it's kind of in its infancy stages and it's really starting to grow um, you know, we just recently got it here in Virginia. Um, so that's, you know, very exciting, uh, to see that. And, and, you know, uh, I know in the DMV area, uh, DC just recently got it and Maryland, um, is looking to get it very, very soon. Uh, what about you, Maddie? I don't know how long PA got it. Uh, sports betting, probably a little over a year now for sure. Okay. Uh, but but we've had the casinos now for probably almost a decade, I'd say. Oh, okay. All right. So it's been there a little bit. Yeah. Good deal. Um, so it kind of seemed, you know, obviously you started with your grandmother uh, doing the NFL. Would you say the NFL is your, your go-to or your most prominent or strongest area for betting beer? No, um, maybe like second or third. I like baseball, but NFL – it's always uh, every year is a challenge. It's up and down, you know. But for most, for the most part, everybody can figure it out. And so uh, I, I, I like doing baseball and winning in baseball. It brings a lot of gratitude because you really have to, you know, look at the matchups. You have to. I'm a stats guy. I like information. I save everything. And so you know, going through years and years of. Uh, of writings and scrap paper and notebooks that I have laying around to, <laughs> to see what I can get on, on who that's what I love. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's just me. That's funny. It sounds like one of our uh, hosts here with the, <laughs> the scrap paper and stuff. I have so many notebooks and little sticky notes <laughs> and I love it. I mean, that's, that's what I do beard too. So, Hey, I'll tell you right yeah. now, beard. So knowing beard and seeing, you know, getting some info from him over the years this guy tennis tennis oh, yeah beard yeah. knows his tennis man extremely well in euro basketball too but it's just right right now with covid and everything it's really hard to get the right times good information and so it's it's hard to go and play those right now and send and send good information out you know so and and I'm about I'm about the the good information and and giving people the right way to go and not just throwing shots out there. So we've kind of, I've kind of taken a back seat for a little bit with the virus. So 
Well, I think everybody has. It's you know we've had our uh, our great streaks of highs, and uh, you know we've also had our lows during COVID. It's really changed whatever sport you look for, whether it's baseball, football, college football, college basketball, NBA. You know this COVID season, it seems like it's really taken a toll not only on the players, uh, but also you know gambling because um, as much as you know you may be a stats guy and and not. Um, you know, believe this or, or whether you do or not, you know, obviously home field advantage to me, that's not a stat, but it really does matter. Um, and things like that have changed with COVID. Um, you know, I'll give you a perfect example right now. Duke, Duke is a powerhouse and Duke is a, a very intimidating place when you have to play in Cameron indoor um, and a quiet Cameron indoor is just not what we're used to and not what other teams are used to. Um, and I think Duke used that to their advantage and now they're not. So I would say that's a high profile team you know, where during a COVID season is struggling because they're not using their uh, home court advantage to their, you know, obviously ultimate advantage. Yeah, 100%. I, I actually, I thought about this many, many times over the years, you know, what happens if there's no, if there's no, no fans in the stands, how teams are going to play. And I think it hurt the Seahawks in the playoffs too, going into the playoffs, you know, we just looked flat a lot of the time, a lot of the games and, you know, and we just couldn't get ourselves pumped up. And even though we were having team meetings on the sidelines, whoever leading them which way and that way, you know, it, none of it helped. You know, the the fans really do matter, and, and home field really does matter. Um, years ago, we had season tickets when the this when the the new stadium opened for the Seahawks, and it was it was awesome. And uh, that just not having that that. That's some that's that's some points one way or another. However you want to look at it, so it, it definitely hurt us for sure. I oh, think. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, Smith, I know you had a couple questions. Why don't you go on and question? I don't want to. I don't want to steal the show here. No, that's okay. I mean, um, you know, I just want to get another little pub for him because again, if you're looking for somebody. You know, I'm going to say it to do the work. The guy puts in a lot of time and a lot of energy into this. And like he just said, I think he made a great point and said, it's not like he's just throwing something out there for you. If you go in with Beard Premiums and Wilbur here, uh, you know you have a guy that's going to really put the time in and the energy to help you. And if you're, you need somebody, and again, that's why, you know, we were so excited to have him on here to talk to him and get to meet him. And but also to promote his brand a little bit and get people pumped up if you need something. I know he has – no, he's not going to give it out on the show here, but I know he has a big one coming for the Super Bowl because he's been promoting it, and I'm excited, and I can't wait to see. So, Bear, do you just have any – I know you're not going to dive into it, but do you have any just little uh, little thoughts about the big game on Sunday? Uh, yeah, yeah uh, we're going to do the – we'll have the NFL play, play of the year. For the Super Bowl, I feel really, really confident. I like the information that I've gotten up until now. So I made my play today. And so uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what it is. But, you know, it's $35. You'll get a good write-up. Um, the write-up's worth the money. So, uh, yeah, that's just that's my favorite part, honestly. I like writing the games up, especially in the NFL. We got kind of away from it because of uh, everything with the virus and all that. But. Right now with the Super Bowl, you know, I like the write-up, and uh, I'm excited for people to get it and see see what they say about it. Um, you know, yeah, yeah, 
not like I got some. I got a couple trends. Um, I know we haven't had ever had a home team really in a Super Bowl, but the home team is four and one against the spread in the last five meetings head to head versus these two. Um, it's going to be a home game for Tampa Bay, obviously. So you know, got got to add that little little trend in there at the bottom. Um, but yeah, so just just things like that I look at and. These two teams are great. They're, you know, Kansas Kansas City likes to throw the ball a lot. They have a great running game too. So it's going to be a challenge for Tampa Bay to. I, I think they can score enough points, but they get Kansas. One team gets a stop here or there, and that's really going to matter, I think. And it could come down to a field goal. And you know, isn't it funny how that line just likes to hang at three? You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> And, I, and I'll tell you, a lot it's always of, fun, right? Try, doing a lot of research, you know, just looking at different people's predictions. There's a lot of people have it right around that three, and it's it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what happens. I'll tell you, I I haven't seen it move off of three. I don't know if if you guys have called, but I I saw a three and a half for a split second, and I'm waiting to catch it again so I can hit it. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, like I said, I I was going to ask Beard. Um, so obviously you've, uh, I would imagine, have sent out many Super Bowl picks over your course. Um, is it a little weird that there's been hardly any line movement? It seems like uh, there's a little more line movement in these bigger games, um, and this year it's just really not there. Yeah, there, not yet at least. Maybe you'll probably get some later on, like maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday, early morning, you know. Sure. I don't really see much of a, of a spread difference in these two teams. So, you know, maybe the number even closes at maybe two. So something like that, surprising, you know. I look for I look for it to be a great game. There's going to be some points scored. You know, Tom Brady's going to do his thing, of course, because that's what Tom Brady does in big games. So it's going to be a special ending, and I can't wait to see who wins, really. It's going to be fun, you know. You, I really think that line will start jumping Saturday. Um, typically, if you ever went to Vegas for the Super yeah. Bowl, everybody gets in either late Friday night after their work, depending on where they're from, or early Saturday. Then when you got these whales banging in some big plays, that'll start to jump around. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, Beard, I want to ask you, do you – and this is uh, – let me think how to word this. Do you – so the, the obviously the whole narrative with Brady going to Tampa was – you know, are we going to find out this season if it was Belichick's team in, in New England or Brady's team or who who uh, mattered most? Um, so obviously the Bucs are in the Super Bowl. Do you think that question has been answered regardless if they win or not? Or do you think Brady has to win this Super Bowl uh, to really say he was the reason why Belichick was successful and not uh, Belichick being the reason Brady was successful? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure just with one season if it's been answered, but Tom Brady, you know, he's a great quarterback and obviously with a great surrounding group of guys and surrounding players and with the right coaches and the right, right linemen here and there, the right defensive guy here and there, he put a good team around him and he has a shot anywhere really. And, you know, there was probably six teams that really had a shot with him this year that could have got him and obviously he knew he wanted to have a home Super Bowl. So that's why he went to Tampa Bay, I think. But yeah. I don't just think that, but that was one of the reasons, you know, um, 
So I think Bill Belichick's a great coach too, and together they make a great they make a great franchise, and that's what they did for so many years, you know, with New England. But no, I think Belichick's going to win the Super Bowl without him, and we're going to be here talking about the same question, you know. And together they're a franchise, a great franchise, and without each other, without one and one going this way, it's like. Uh, they're really good magicians by themselves, but together they're great type thing. You know what I mean? Did I just hear you say Belichick will win another Super Bowl? Yeah, somewhere I think. You know, I don't know if it'll be with New England, but <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, it's surely not with the team he's got right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not high on that New England team now. <laughs> no, uh uh-uh. Um well, I'll tell you what, Beard, uh, I know we'll definitely have to get you on more. Um, you know, we love to having you on, just kind of a little get to know you. Um, next time, you know, we'll definitely get you on, and then uh, I, we won't really have to do that get to know you. We'll just kind of get right into the sports. And All right, well, you, again, you can follow him at Wilbur the Beard on Twitter. The guy's a wealth of information. DM him if you have any questions. Um, hey, man, like I said, we appreciate you. Uh, coming on and uh, we'll get you on soon you know with baseball coming around the corner take care bud couldn't ask for a yeah. better guess you know we'll definitely really soft-spoken man yeah he is he uh, i'll yeah. tell what he's soft-spoken but um he's a shark in terms of baseball and we got that coming right up i mean he really knows his sports so uh we'll definitely get him on again like he says beard oh love it all right uh, well, you know, let's kind of break down the Super Bowl a little more. Obviously, he didn't want to give up too much uh, of his plays, which is obviously understandable when you're a uh, premium subscription service. Uh, but I just kind of want to break down each team uh, without necessarily giving our plays. Um, I still want to watch it like you, Smitty. Uh, but, you know, I, I think we can kind of break down offensively and defensively and just kind of um, give a good analysis for some, you know, some fans. Um so obviously lines minus three, six thirty kickoff. Um, there's gonna be a million bets for this, but let's just kind of stay game focused and then we'll transition from you know lines to props uh, with batting nails because he's the king of those. Uh so other than rushing, this is pretty much um a, a top five offense for Kansas City. I mean, they're they're 16th and they average 113 yards rushing. Uh they're first in passing over 315 yards a game. Um, and overall, they're getting uh, 420 yards of offense. I mean, those are just insane numbers. Um, and then they're going against a defense, you know, sixth overall, only giving up 327 yards a game. Uh, in the passing, they're, they they give up a little bit. They're 23rd, so they're on the lower third, um, the Bucks are, uh, but they're first in rushing. Uh, so what that tells me is they're filling up the holes, and then they're also um, getting through the offensive line, you know, to make those behind the scrimmage tackles or at the line of scrimmage. Uh, so that'd be a really interesting because that's kind of a twofold there. Go ahead, Smitty. Oh, I no, you know, I agree. I mean, I'm going to dive in a little bit more. You know, I think this game intrigued me a little bit. Just, you know, um, the offensive line issues for Kansas City right now is a concern. Tampa Bay's defensive line is very, very good. But the thing is, Mahomes on the move can make a lot happen. This isn't like this is a statue back there that you're going to get through and then he's going to stand there and just get drilled consistently. He's going to make some plays still on this. You know, again, I want to see, I think Matt made a great point about if the line moves here soon, 
like to see that maybe to jump in on something like, um, you know, when that happens, you know, the over under, you know, you look at this, could this go crazy? I think it could. Could you get early? I always think these big games, just the nerves a little bit. Now, again, you're going to say, well, Smitty, it's Tom Brady. This guy doesn't have nerves. He's been in these games, but you know, just the team a little bit. Could it start slow? It could. I think it's going to be a great game. And like I said, when Beard was on, you look at a lot of people, and I like to read people's different predictions just to kind of see where if my brain's even close to what they're talking about. And a lot of close spreads, not a lot of blowouts in this that, you know, some people just, I don't know. I think it's going to be really close. I think, again, the, the thing, if you break it down, Tampa's going to have to play extremely well. They can't come in and just be a little off because if you're a little off and Kansas City's playing well and Andy Reid's a genius calling plays and Biennemi is too, then you're in some trouble. And Brady, you know, again, are you going to see Brady throwing a bunch of balls up in the air for easy interceptions? I don't think so. I mean, I'll hit on this with some player props where I think they're going to go, but go ahead, Matt. What do you think, bud? All right, you made a great point. Um, I think my analysis is going to lead me or lead everybody to see which way I'm leaning, even though I don't want that happening. (laughs) I really think the KC line is going to be an issue. Uh, No Eric Fisher. And if this center can't play, the dude hasn't given up a sack in a year. If he's out and Fisher's out and you're going against one of the best D lines in football, I see some issues. Now, there is a really, really good cancellation out there because Mahomes under pressure is the best quarterback in football. He's not so much the best quarterback just from the pocket, but when he has a scramble and is technically pressured, he is the best QB in football. So I think if Tampa can get out to a lead, albeit who knows if it's just a touchdown, a three, up by three and a half, I think this is going to be a superb game. But I think if they have to play catch up, we could see a blowout. So Smitty kind of brought up a couple of points. Um, and and he, you know, and I'll get I try to. Years, That's why I'm on the show. <laughs> he tries to. Um, so Smitty, I'll kind of touch with you first. So you had mentioned, you know, the the over under. Um, so I looked back and you said, you know, maybe maybe these games start slow. So I agree with that. And the reason I agree with that is these teams have two weeks to prepare. Um, so it's not like, you know, you're coming back from that, your conference championship, you take Monday off and you're back in the grind and you play Sunday. So you actually get a couple days off and that's a lot of film time. You know, even their off days, those guys take home film, you know, Brady's going to not go to the, he may go to the facility, but he's also probably in his movie theater and his million dollar mansion, uh, you know, watching film. Um, and the same with Pat Mahomes. I mean, this is, you know, this guy right now is the greatest quarterback in football, in my opinion. Um, and if he can go back to back, not many quarterbacks have really went back to back winning Super Bowls. Uh, so this is a big feat at such a young age. So he's going to be uh, ready to roll. And I looked back last year. So very similar team. So last year's San Francisco team was dynamite on defense, just like Tampa Bay is. Uh, they were very good um, at pressuring guys off the line. And just as Tampa Bay is um, And this game only had, it was 10, 10 at half. Uh, so you got 20 total points there. Now, I don't know what the first half over under total would be, uh, but then they skyrocketed for 
uh, 31 in the second half. Now, I know a lot of that was uh, 21 unanswered in the fourth by Kansas City, but, you know, the first half, I think you see a lot of uh, conservative plays. You, you don't want to give that pick six early in the game and kill momentum or, you know, have that big play go wrong um, and really, you know, change the uh, the game early. So I think that's something to watch out for. I really like that opinion. And um, Matty Nail, so just a quick update. I know you were saying if Kilgore can't play – uh, I was reading right before we got on. It does seem like him and Demarcus Robinson are going to be able to join the team on Saturday. Uh, yeah, they said they should, but yeah, we'll see I if mean, they anything pass can the protocols. Happen. Yeah, um, obviously it was over a haircut. The guy was approved, uh, so I don't want people saying that. You know, the narrative I saw on Twitter was, "Oh, they were you know goofing off and not not taking it serious." No, the guy was approved by the team in the lead to cut their hairs. Uh, it was just an unfortunate situation. The guy had tested three times; two of them came back negative. They let him go cut the hair, and then the third came back positive. It is what it is. Um, I'm not with these two guys. They've been in a league. Um, Kilgore obviously longer than Robinson, uh, but Robinson's got some time, and he's always been in KC. Uh, he's roughly five years in now. I don't think this this lapse of practice is going to matter for these guys. This isn't a guy who's new to the team. They know the plays. Uh, they know the the protection. So I don't think this is going to have any bear on that. The only bear is whether they can or can't play, and it looks like they will. I'm going to piggyback real quick off your slow start. I think uh, the line has actually come down just a half a point. And I mean, these, the nerves are going to take part in the beginning of this game. Oh, so certainly. I totally agree with that. And Casey has started out so rough lately. And I don't know if you have checked out, but the weather report, mm-hmm. a little bit of rain mm-hmm. in the forecast. Mm. Was it supposed the, to, but then it changed. And, yeah, I mean, could slow all, down the track. Yes, it could. You know, you know, I broke down, you know, I don't like trying to, oh, they played each other, so let's really break that. I mean, I did last night. It was November 29th, 27-24, Kansas City won. You know, Kansas City got off to that great start, 17 nothing in the first quarter. Hill was just, like, doing Tech Mobile numbers, and they couldn't do anything to stop them. Then, you know, it slowed down, and Tampa kind of in the second half, you know, well, especially the fourth quarter, 14-0 to get that game back Mahomes you know big game 37 49 462 three touchdowns Hill went crazy 13 receptions Brady again had uh 27 out of 41 345 three touchdowns two INTs Jones had 66 yards rushing Fournette and this is my my guy Nails Nails loves him we've been rolling this guy now for the last two weeks and I, I, I might be rolling him again in the Super Bowl he only had three carries for 10 yards The other guy, you know, look at the tight ends. I know we're going to get in the props here. Gronk and Brait. What's his first name again? I'm losing. Cameron. Cameron. Cameron That's right. Yep. I've been taking him. Player props too. He didn't get it there in the Green Bay game. But again, and I said four catches, 34 yards in that. And I'll come back with that in a little bit. Why I like that. But Gronk had a big game. Six catches, 106 in that game. I think I think one of these tight ends is going to have a big game for Tampa. And Kelsey, I've talked about it. I mean, Kelsey just walks out and no one's near him, so he's probably going to have a big game too. So, Not so fast. Not so fast, my friend Smitty. That's a point I really want to touch on. Well, let's touch it. So, without Fisher at left tackle. Oh, I know uh, where you're going, and you're a genius already. Finish it. Shaq, Shaq Barrett, JPP, two really, really good pass rushers. Kelsey hates to stay in and block. He wants to go out in the pass protect or out in the pass route. He is going to have to stay in a little more 
or they are going to have to chip with the backs and maybe play two tight ends against these guys just so Kelsey can get out on into the routes. I think his numbers of this magical nine catches every freaking game are going to come down just a tad. I don't think he's going to get there this one. I'm not going to touch it, but if I were to, I would lean under on his catches this time. Where do you see um, Kansas City's offense kind of going with that statement? I mean, just a lot of quick dumps, or do you see him um, staying traditional passing, just not to him? Well, Smitty hit on Tyreek Hill putting up Tech Mobile numbers. I'm taking a flyer on him to actually win the MVP because I think they're going to need him to put up Tech Mobile numbers again. If Kelsey has to block a little bit because of the loss of Fisher tackle, it, it, he he's going to have to be the guy. And no Demarcus Robinson, as you potentially said, that leaves who? Miko Hardman in Hill? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they said, I think uh, Sammy Watkins was trying to play. They said it, he looks like he will, but what's he going to really do? He's dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's good for one deep ball, you know, yeah. game, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, he might, and that that might be their strategy with him. Send that guy deep every time and try to open up a little bit for Hill. Yeah. Well, if you if you send him deep early on in the game and they see you're not thrown to him, maybe you catch that defender, you know, sleeping, and and you catch him, uh, you know, going right by it, and, and he's wide open. I mean, it happened last year with Tyree Kill. You know, he he was a sleeper and he had a wide open touchdown, and that really opened up the game for Kansas City in the second half. Um, so I want to touch on that. You brought up, you know, obviously the Shaq Barrett um, and Travis Kelsey having a block. This is where Andy Reid and Biennemi can can thrive because this is something that those guys are, as we talked about last show, they're very aggressive in their play calling. They, they coach without fear, which I'll tell you, that could be something, hey, if you're going to challenge us, we're going to dump the ball. And then if Shaq Barrett has to kind of play zone off of the side for the little swing pass or the or that new shovel pass that they're the league's going to, um, you know, maybe that's just a matchup to where you can catch them sleeping on Kelsey and he goes for one. Yeah. I have another reason why I like uh Hill for the MVP too. Just like that's strictly pizza money flyer. I mean, sure. Typically yeah. this is gonna be Brady Mahomes. It's yeah. one of the two. But I'm gonna take a little risk. But the Bucks still are not sure if Winfield's going to play and if Whitehead's going to play. Yeah. So that leaves huge gaps down there on, on the back end. So, I mean, if, if Hill's going to do it, he, he might be doing it against second stringers. Well, like I said earlier, they're, they're lower third in the league and in, in, uh, in their secondary. So even with those guys, they're very susceptible to giving up some, I wouldn't say big gains. Uh, obviously, every team can give up some of those, but just an overall passing game, they're susceptible given some big yardage. Um, and this is not the team to do that to. I mean, they will eat you up, and they will put you on a stake over the fire. Uh, so I want to transition, obviously, Brady Mahomes. Um, Kansas City's D-line is pretty aggressive as well, um, and this is going to go towards both. So I want to get your take. Brady's not the rusher. Um, and if you pressure him, you know, how does that affect him? And the reason I'm saying that is, so we know Pat Mahomes, uh, can, can extend plays. Now the reports are saying, and this could be just be a cover up, um, that he's nearing hundred percent for that, that toe injury. Um, what do you think is the, the scrambling or the running game in the quarterback play? How much do you think that's going to weigh in on this game? 
I think Mahomes will be all over the place. I, you know, I think he's going to be fine. Uh, Brady again, that's why, you know, I'm leading into this. I talked about Fournette and I know sometimes he drops some balls, but again, a, a friend of ours was saying, Oh, he wasn't catching. And Matt made a great one in the green Bay game and said, well, uh, Brady's throwing the ball about 95 miles per hour. And it, can he ease up a little bit? Yeah. I think like you said, cute. I agree with you. I think they'll get, they'll get through the line. Brady hates getting hit. I mean, we've seen that. I, I mean, being a Steeler fan, watching that over the years when the Steelers could hit him, how he would just yell at his team. And, I mean, he doesn't want to get hit. Quicker throws out, quick throws, especially to Fournette. Yeah. Or Jones. I mean, we got to get – we'll break that down. Yeah, both can catch. But that's why, again – and, you know, I'm just – I think that's what's going to happen. I think, again, Mahomes is going to be moving okay. I think everything's fine um, with him, and I think he'll be ready to yeah. go. I'm gonna look at his rushing yards over over prop once it once it pops out, see if it goes up go down a little bit. If I, I don't know to, what it is right now. If I had to guess blindly, I would say for Mahomes, you're looking in that like thirty to thirty five range. I thought it was something like that. I was thinking thirty four and a half off yeah. the sites I look I'm at. Now I'm not saying I'm hundred percent on that. That's that was just last line what I would think. Well, we keep talking. I'll see if I can find. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Smitty, do you have any? Let's let's kind of get into the props. Do you have some? Yeah, I broke down. I broke down a lot. I mean, I'll I'll go through here kind of quick. You know, one that I kept an eye on was Mahomes over forty-one and a half attempts. Now, this is on one site that I kind of follow. Now, your book could be different, so I mean, check into this. Ten. So, out of fifteen games he's played in the season, because they have a bye week, and then he didn't play in the last game of the year. Ten out of fifteen, he's done that. He's thrown over that those attempts. Mm. Now, the only thing in the playoffs, he's has not. He's under that in both playoff games. So that was one. I kind of, you know, I, I don't know. That's an interesting one. Do you think they're going to chuck a little bit? I think they're going to chuck um, the ball a little bit here. You know, again, it, Matt said, could it rain? Could they try to establish a run a little bit? Now, if they get a lead, do they? Then they sit. Then you could be in trouble. This is up and down a little bit. Then I think you're sitting pretty on that. Um, Real quick, you know, last year, last year in the Super Bowl, he threw 42 times. 42 times. Yep. And they got down. And the thing is, they got down. And I believe they were down by a good amount in that game. Oh, a ton. Yeah, they yeah, were down. Because I had San Francisco, and I thought I was the smartest man in the room, and then all of a sudden it just went bad on me. They were down 10 heading into the fourth and then rattled off 21 straight to win 31-20. to 20. I mean, another one on that team was Sammy Watkins on this site has 32-and-a-half receiving yards. He's banged up. Mm, I'll tell you what, I don't know. I mean, he comes, he goes out there and – one run and he pulls something again in his leg and he's out. That's an easy winner, maybe. I mean, that's one. I mean, he hasn't been playing. Sammy Watkins is a very hit or miss kind of guy, I believe. Yeah. Smitty, I'm going to piggyback real quick off. Yeah, so I, I did some really, really deep digs into the props. So <laughs> I did a cross, cross sport play. So I'm actually going to bet Mahomes has more completions than Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns has points. Oh, little here's, over. Here's the breakdown. So you you broke it down. Um, last two last time these two played, uh, Holmes threw it 49 times, completed 37. Devin Booker is struggling right now. They play the Celtics, who are good defensively. If he completes 
35. I, I mean, I can't see this prop losing, actually. No, that's a great bet. I like yeah. that bet. Well, I like that, too, because he's not the only guy in Phoenix anymore. I mean, I've Ooh. got Aiden down low. You got Booker, but then now you got Chris Paul. Who's yeah, who Paul likes to slow it up a little bit. Yeah. They're not the running gun anymore. No. Yeah. I like that. That's why, and that's why they're a little better. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, now you have a floor general. I mean, Booker was just throwing up 38 shots a game, and now he's not getting those. So I really like that play, Maddie. Yeah. I, I told you, man, I did some deep digs. I'll, I'll tell take- you one that I'm going to go dig, uh, you know, dig on this one. And I haven't, but Dr. Brent brought this one up to me is one that will the game be tied other than 0 0 in the game? Ooh. Man, I like that. Ooh. What's 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 the the line? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh. He, I think he told him this was like a day, two days ago or something. We were just talking and he he's like, I like that. He, I'll have to ask him again and maybe put that out. But that's that's a good I like that one. I mean, you think about three, three. I mean, seven. seven I mean, there's just a lot of options after that. that and again, a lot of people think this game could be close. You know, another one he said, like to keep an eye on like a line. Will the game change lead like uh, in the fourth quarter? I like that. Like that. I'm, a lot of people I'm think serious. it's a close yeah. game again. Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, this is, you know, he said, I said, what do you, what do you think in the game? And he goes, I don't even know. If I'm going to take the straight game. I think I'm just going to do some, a lot of props and I'll having a lot of props or really makes the game enjoyable. Yeah. I'll t- uh, yeah. Go ahead. Gabe. Well, I was just going to say, you know, obviously if you're, you're tied to a line or a total, it's, it's one bed and typically your odds are minus one ten. Um, I mean, obviously there's an underdog, but it's not going to be like you're getting a plus 480 underdog um, in this matchup. Um, the player props are really where I would think the money was made. You know, if you throw some pizza money on there, obviously you're going to miss a couple, but they have really good odds. So even if you threw $100 total in, in five, you know, uh, player props, um, you, you're going to make your money back if, if one, if not two hit. I mean, it, you know, you're looking at, plus 250 for some of them, plus 500, you know, plus 950. So, like, if you just get lucky, uh, you can crush. Oh, I got one. I got one right here. I like Gronk. Uh, TD, 250. Yeah. I mean, to say that Gronk gets a touchdown in the Super Bowl, I mean, we obviously know he was Brady's number one target in the Super Bowl in New England. So, to get plus two fifty odds, that kind of seems like you're getting a a, a, a normal minus one ten bet for great odds. Yeah, that first game against them, Gronk had six catches for a buck six. Yeah, I mean, and he said he, he matches up well. Yeah, yeah. And if you, I mean, if you watch Tampa too, when they get down there, that's one of his go to guys. Yeah, well, I mean, he's looking for him. I think that's a great bet. Throw a little, you know, throw some money on that one. Sit back and hopefully he has a he has a day. I like it, man. I like it. So I want to go in. So I'm going to go really fast here because I know we want to get into college basketball too for a little bit. But again, Cameron Brait over 30 and a half uh, receiving yards. Again, he only did that three times in the season, but two out of the three games in the playoffs, he's done. Brady didn't go to him in the Green Bay game, but the two previous games. He really, you know, threw the ball to him. I like that. I still think one of these tight ends for Tampa is going to have Gronk or him. I just think they're going to they're going to have a big game. Uh, again, Fournette, you know, Maddie, I love it again. Uh, over rushing 
and receiving 75 and a half. You know, the guy has 211 uh, rushing yards so far in the playoffs. You know, against the Skins, 93 yards rushing, 39 receiving. Saints, 63 yards rushing, 44 yards receiving. Uh, you know, I, I just – last game I think it was 55 and 19. I just – I like this. I think they're going to pound the ball a little bit. I mean, I'd like to hear because I know you've been on this uh, four-net train with me here. What's your thought on the running back in this? Do you believe – and uh, the big thing is, do you think Jones is going to get – some attempts. His over, his over attempts is nine and a half for the game. Perfect segue. Um, I really think they're going to do a two back set on this one. I think they're going to go fresh as fresh can be. Keep these guys in out, in out, and get them rolling. I also think the Chiefs are going to do the same thing. So one, another crossover bet that I really like is Clyde Edwards Hilaire carries. Versus the New York Knicks, three pointers made. <laughs> so, I love okay, it. here's the breakdown: <laughs> Knicks make nine point two threes a game. Alaire averaging nine carries a game. Kicker: The Knicks are playing Miami, who ranks twenty third in field goal three point field goal defense. Now Bell's healthy. Daryl Williams is definitely going to see some touches. I think Hilaire is going to lose a carry or two, drop him down in the six range. He might get some some catches, but I don't think he's going to carry the ball 10 times, and I think the Knicks are probably going to make around 10 threes that game. I like that a lot, and I like what you said about Bell. Um, that's kind of – I don't know what any if there's any player props out there for him. I haven't looked. I mean, that's – that's I'm not big into him, but uh, I'm definitely going to play some of yours. Uh, but do you think Le'Veon Bell breaks out in this game in a sense that he really hasn't done anything all season, so maybe they're just going to overlook him? I, I I wouldn't be afraid, since you brought it up, I wouldn't be afraid to throw some pizza money on him just scoring anytime. Yeah, I could see that. That's A, 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 a yeah. screenplay down low, a, one of those underhand shovel passes mm-hmm. they throw down there on the four-yard line. Yeah. If he's in there, I mean, that, that Williams has looked really good. Hilaire, Hilaire on, again, this is one site. Now, you know, if you're listening to the show and you go, my numbers aren't, you know, this is one book that I looked at. Hilaire, 53 and a half rushing receiving. Uh, you know what, man? That shovel pass counts as a pass. And yeah. if you get eight or nine yards on, let's say, two or three of them, and then you catch one, let's say you get six six rushes and one of them's for an eight yard gain up the middle or something like you're right there. Yeah. And you know, the thing back to my Tampa again, and I, I'm not trying to give who I kind of like, or maybe want to win in the game, but Fournette, I'm just going to go back, man. Fournette's like my, I, I'm going to get posters down here of Fournette all over the room. I think uh, the thing is if Tampa gets the lead, you know, they're going to uh, try to pound the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And again, a lot of people think it's going to be close. I'm just saying, you know, my favorite one, like looking at it again, Sammy Watkins, if, you know, if he's active, he's playing. I don't know. I kind of like that one. I, I just don't know. Watch. He'll probably go off like Hill did in the first game and I'll look really dumb on this show, but uh, I like that, but I like the poor net too. But Cameron Brait too has been my, my, my guy. Might get a poster of him down here too. So. Yeah. I mean, listen, somebody's going to break out. And it seems to me like it's kind of a guy who I don't want to say is an afterthought, but they just kind of sleep on because both teams have so many weapons that you have to 
consciously remember where they're at at all times, who's in the game, because, you know, they're running two, three different running backs on both sides. Um, you know, the receivers are three, four, five deep who can all catch the ball. I mean, you know, when Hardman is one of your worst for Kansas City, I mean, he's still a good player. Um, Great player. Yeah. So one of these guys is going to break out. I mean, you can't it, you can't double because it's going to leave somebody open. Uh, but you know your your strongest matchups are going to be against Kelsey and Hill and and those guys. So uh, I kind of like those props. You know, with Fournette. Well, well, yeah, uh, Bray. You know, does Gronk get a touchdown because uh, of sheer size? I mean, he really hasn't done much this year, but he's still a threat. See, I'm going to shy away from the the Tampa tight ends just because of Matthew. I think is going to play a lot of them in coverage. Yeah, and he's and he's really good. Now the um, the the one problem area is the Tampa back end. So there's a guy named Sean Murphy Bunting who's been playing well. So if, if Winfield can't go and if Whitehead can't go, his player prop was five tackles. I'm going over. If those two aren't playing, yeah, that dude's gonna have to make a ton of tackles on the back end. I'd be great. That's a great call. Patty, do you have um and we'll transition to college basketball for this, but do you have anything on Tyron Matthew, you know, total tackles? Because that guy, it seems like he's on on every tackle. Um, let me dig it up. And he's, I mean, he's just kind of like a honey badger. I mean, he just he's always in the mix. He's always in your grill. Um, you know, anytime you're watching a play, he's, he's either getting an assist or a solo. Um, and he's not the biggest guy, but he flies around the field. He too is at five over under five, but Ooh, uh, the what? under. Is minus one forty, which means they're leaning that way. And the over. and the and the last game, um, he did only have, I believe it was four tackles. I kind of yep, four there. four tackle and an assist, which would put him short. Yeah, that's four and a half. Yep. Well, that might be one I might throw five bucks on because I I think yeah he's a guy that you know could get 10, 11, 12 in this big game. Um, I don't know. Uh, he was there last year. I'm curious what he did last year. Um, I'll look that up and, you know, I'll send in a group chat. Um, but yeah, let's kind of, tr- you know, unless you guys have anything other than. I'll re- I'll run through two quick, other quick ones yeah. I got. So I touched, we touched on the weather earlier. Right now the line is at 70 degrees over under. I'm throwing a little money on the under. If it's going to rain. Oh yeah. Certainly. Right now it's, it's, it's predicted at 68. Give me that. Give me that under for sure. Hey, there's no such thing as a bat, like a dump. Like, if you can win money, why not? Yep. And my other one is uh, with the Kansas City O-line issues, I'm going to throw some money on JPP and Barrett, both to have over half a sack. I like that. You land one, you win. Yeah. Uh, yep. I mean, if they get a half, you're, you 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 push. Yeah, worst, worst case. Yeah. Um, all right, let's just transition to college basketball. So good stuff there, boys. That was good. We did our our first Saturday show. Uh, we're you know quick hits. Got a lot of great feedback on that. We'll we'll do another one this Saturday. Uh, that that'll kind of be a regular for college basketball, um, as well as college football, um, and the NFL. It's a little harder in baseball just because the season's a little different. Uh, you know, obviously they play two, three, four nights in a row. I just can't really do that. Um, so we'll keep doing that, but let's kind of just recap last weekend. I know uh, Smitty and I met up at the pub, Old Town Sports Pub, greatest bar in Manassas. Matt, if you ever come down, 
Um, you know, it's a great spot. Smitty and I that were, you know, other than being on the land deed, we pretty much own that joint. Um, <laughs> I'm are, you really the, are you the Manassas mauler? What's that? Are you the Manassas mauler? What's that? You never heard of the Manassas mauler? No, man. That, this goes right into my tirade about you two. Are you talking about the, uh, when she lopped it off? No. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, you- I think it. I think it was a boxer, actually. Oh, okay. Um, um, we we enjoyed the games. I mean, we had some people up there that had some action, and they said, "Hey, they listened to us," and it was it was fun to watch games. And you know, oh, you're yeah, Jack you're really you're really pulling for some of your your thoughts that you give people. I mean, it's it's hard. And I'll tell you, um, you know, the games were. I thought the games were great. I thought, you know, I really I marked down more Q some of the games and some of my thoughts from last night that I was just yeah, really right. shocked. And there's one that's a shocker right now that's happening. East Carolina is up by 10 with about on six, Houston on. Yes. With about six minutes left. Letdown spot. Wow. And East Carolina is Maddie drilled East Carolina last. They're horrid. Saturday with Tulsa. Yeah. I jumped yeah. on Tulsa because of Maddie saying that. Yep. Up by 10 right now. Crazy. But, you know, so again, it's like, Q just said, you know, and that's why, again, I love college basketball because anything can happen and you go to East Carolina on a Wednesday night and especially in this environment that you can lay an egg and it looks like someone that, and I bragged them up last Saturday and said they're on fire right now and they could, well, it happens. And guess what? They could come right back by the weekend and just blow somebody out by 30 like they've been doing and and they'll be fine. Now, could they lose a couple spots? where a couple of these people might have them in the tournament. Absolutely. This can be an extremely bad loss if they lose that. But one, you know, I'll let you guys then talk. But one, I mean, I had a couple about some of the games last night. But, man, again, Tennessee. What happened to Tennessee? Brutal. Can't score. They can't score. And I was all pumped about that little pizza money to win the national championship, and they were looking great. Yeah, Ole Miss 52 to 50 last night. Oh, my goodness. I actually like Ole Miss, though. I do. I like Ole Miss, too. Ole Miss is not a bad team. I really like the the point guard. The point guard's really good on that team. I like – he's a tough kid. Um, Well, it's weird. Tennessee did score over the weekend, and it seemed like they might have found their track again against Kansas, and and then they just go lay this egg. I think that's more of a play up truth, though, to on Kansas, though, how weak they are. Oh, they're brutal. I I think you fade Kansas. I mean, yeah. I'm curious. That was my my only. I gave out four. You know, some teasers last night. I was three and one, and my only loss was was the the Kansas Kansas State. I had the over it fell about I think it was like 3 or 4 points short. Now Kansas scored in the 70s. Kansas State just didn't score. I mean they only scored like 48 49 points which so they so Kansas did I yeah, Kansas did cover last night minus 18 but um Kansas State's really bad. I'll tell you yeah, they're 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 brutal. Um I'll tell you the last weekend I was looking at 5 and uh 5 and 1 and then I ended up going two and four real quick. And, and that's my fault, you know, double and tripling down, but there was two teams that really let me down and, and they were my two most confident teams um, heading into that Saturday, Florida state just laid an egg. Oh, then, I called that one. Woo. Walking and, around yeah. walking around the house like Ric Flair. Yeah. They, uh, I don't know what happened. I mean, I'll tell you, Georgia tech didn't, they looked scrappy, but they didn't look the greatest. Now that kid, um, 
Um, shoot, what's his name? Not Alvarado. Um, I like that kid. That kid's tough. What's his name? I'm, I don't know. I, anyways, the, the the guard, he's, he's got the long hair, the Hispanic. He's he's incredible, um, and he, he obviously took control of that game. Uh, but another team, UVA, man, up eight, going to the half, going in uh, roughly 12 minutes. They still had like a six- to eight-point lead, and then they just fell apart. They didn't score a basket for like nine straight minutes against Virginia Tech. Killed me. Well, just uh, I just want to piggyback off what you just said there. If you watch the Marquette game, and I had I had the, a teaser over, and I had the Notre Dame under, so that was a winner last night. But uh, I know um, Marquette was a big in that game against Butler, and and I think this is what teams do, Q. And I want to see what you guys think of this. You watch these games, and these teams get decent lead. Like they were up by like 12, 11, 10. Seemed like the game was in complete control. Then it's just very slow down, let's stall, not run their sets, and not try to score. And then it just throws the entire team out of it. And then next thing you know, Butler's down by three points like that. It ties, that ties into this prevent defense nonsense that coaches play in the NFL. I mean, just it, it, to me, it actually seems like people are afraid to put their foot on somebody else's throat and finish them. It, I wish they would. I mean, it makes – for a good sweat, but you're, you're absolutely right. Smitty. Why stop? Are you going to hurt the other coach's feelings? Who, who gives two F's yeah. of what that other coach thinks? Absolutely. They do though. That's I know problem. that's the problem. There's no more Barry Switzers who want to hang on. Oh, hang on. on. Well, I'll tell you what. Hey, yeah. Luke, Luke fickle did it for Cincinnati this year against ECU. He, he ran a fake punt on fourth and 10 for like 38 yards. And I support that fully. Like you said, yeah. Pairs. You are getting obviously in football it's prevent, but in basketball it's on a thirty second shot clock, dribble it down, you know, at the top with ten seconds left, and then just fire up an absurd shot because now you're behind the eight ball and you're just you're not trying to, uh, you know, have a shot clock violation. Why run your? You saw it with you saw it with Wojo last night. I know he's sitting on the sidelines, starting to go, "What is happening here?" All they do, man, every team does it. The point guard brings it up. He goes to the corner right by the half-court line, dribbles for 15, 20 seconds, points his finger, you know, hey, move this way, move that way. And in that game, because, again, you can hear everything. That's yeah. one good thing with not having people. You could hear. So they got a rebound, and the one the one point guard started – he got the, the point guard got the ball and started taking off. And one of his players was like – or one of the coaches, it was from someone, he's like, slow it down. They had like a three-on-one, and they're saying slow it down. What are you talking about slow it down? I understand. Points on the board because yeah. I had a teaser over. I needed points. <laughs> I understand. Think about yourself, whoa, Joe. I understand that you want if you're in a way team lost. You know you want to get out of where you're at. You want to get the win, but you do yourself a disservice by going slow tempo like that. Because if the other team gets hot, fires off, you know, let's say they hit three threes in a row, and you've got one basket for two that's a seven point swing you know your 11 point lead now has gone to a four point lead and now you're sweating bullets they have momentum now you're coming from the ground zero trying to build it back up um i don't like it again maddie you said who cares the problem is they do um it's almost like a country club you know you can't just pound somebody it's the gentleman's game and that's crap i can say it ties in 
it ties into like unwritten rules of baseball. Too. Right, like, yeah. Are you are you telling me that we're only up five runs in the seventh inning and you don't want me to steal a base on you because you're not holding me on first? Are you kidding me? I mean, look how many comebacks teams can put up in the eighth, ninth inning, eight runs against these horrible bullpens anymore. Well, look how hard they crushed the Padres shortstop when he hit that grand slam up seven. Killed him. Yeah. What do you want him to do? Take a third strike looking? Yeah. yeah. I've always said that when I don't care if it's a perfect game or a no hitter or whatever. If you're down like one nothing, why can't you bunt? Yeah. What if that's game 160 of the year? Your team has no shot at making the playoffs. But if I get another three RBIs, I get another $200,000 bonus. You crazy? You oh, think I'm, I'm up there it. taking? I'm taking it. Well, that's the thing. You, you brought up bunt, Smitty. And we'll get into this in baseball. Um, but the gamesmanship. If you shift and you're putting your third baseman right up the middle, I'm going to bunt for a double every freaking at bat. Absolutely. I don't care if you're a power hitter. A double is a double. Get on base because you hitting it deep to the warning track for an out does me nothing. You getting a double off a bunt does me a whole lot more. Absolutely. Q, just a couple other games, you know, I wrote down last night. You know, West Virginia went into Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State's really bad. 2-10, 0-7 in the Big 12. Barely won. Well, I'll tell you that was a that was a game that West Virginia couldn't come in there locks of days ago after losing um, at home to Florida. Um, I thought Florida would hang. You know, we talked about that. They played really well. Um, they're playing really good team ball. Um, West Virginia uh, had a little slow stretch there, and Colin Castleton, the, the Michigan transfer of Florida, thank God he's there uh, because without him, with they lost Keontae Johnson, this team would be in the dumps. Um, he point blank said he goes. We just weren't being physical, um, you know, in the first half. And then we just started manning up and bodying up West Virginia. And it seemed like that was a strategy. And West Virginia kind of backed down. So tight one tonight, 55-53 right now, 10 minutes left against South Carolina. So we'll see. Yeah, yep. Uh, Listen, I mean, this is a letdown spot. You know, you got a big win on the road. Does South Carolina come in there and, you know, not cover? Um, I put it out as a teaser. I think Florida can kind of pull away late. Uh, South Carolina is a pretty brutal team, um, but I got it. I don't think Florida covers a minus eight, personally. You know, another one that I came on, I'd like to hear, I, I, I try to watch some of it. I was watching a lot of things last night, but um, Iowa 84-78 against um, Michigan State. Michigan State not playing very well. Played extremely well last night, really, really close. I mean, Matt, do you have any thoughts on that game? Or I do, because that's going to tie into a game tomorrow. So I was got a big game tomorrow going against – I had it and I lost it. So I thought Iowa looked sluggish Very. against uh, Michigan State. And it kind of worried me because I think they're a really good team who really, really likes to go up tempo. And I was like, well, well, man, maybe these dudes are getting wore down a little bit. Oh, they play Ohio State tomorrow. So the line is Iowa minus five and a half, but it's at home. And I think if they're sluggish, I would probably do a Smitty Teaser King special here. Tease Ohio State up, maybe getting double digits. And then pulling somebody else. Well, Ohio State likes to get in your face too, and and Iowa's a team that they don't like to be, you know, guarded in their face. They throw up a lot of threes, and that could be problematic. Yeah, that's gonna be a great game. I mean, that was one I really like watching that Ohio State team. I think they're good. You know, one, uh, just another one. Again, I made some notes. 
I jumped on. I had Clemson last night in a teaser up to seven and a half with Purdue, and Purdue went on and um, lost by a point at Maryland. Really close game. Had the lead most of the game. I think I think they fouled him. I think Maryland hit two free throws really late. Yeah, I had Purdue straight or uh, Purdue getting two and a half. So that was a nice. Yeah, one. yeah. And I yeah. had Clemson. And the reason again, I just I believe I really believe in this. Teams that come off really bad losses, you keep an eye on them. You know, Clemson, I had them in a teaser Saturday, and they went into Duke, and Duke embarrassed them. And Clemson looked really, really bad. Again, this was against UNC at home. Um, I'm not sold on UNC. And it, and I thought, again, you can get, wow, you can get them up to, in a teaser, Clemson up to seven and a half. Why not? Then I kind of liked the Purdue, and I went in. It, luckily, it hit, and everything was good. I gave it out. and But teams that come off bad losses – Keep an eye on them. It just because they they probably get their you know what kicked into them at practice the next day, and then motivated and they come back and they play hard. I want to touch on that one small school that I bet big on Saturday was Southeast Missouri State when they just destroyed Eastern Illinois, who was one of the worst teams against the spread. Tomorrow night they play Tennessee Tech at home. They're in. I mean that's a cupcake uh, conference. I like that conference actually, though, Matt. Oh, I do too, but it's still a cover. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, it is. A lot of fun. It is. But they play a Tennessee Tech team tomorrow who too is bad against the spread. And I mean, they're only giving up five at home. This is another Smitty Teaser King special. Tease that down to just a straight money line. You get that at home. Part, yeah, that might be go. That might go well with Iowa and the Iowa Ohio State game. I'll but, tell you right now. I already just wrote it down. I boxed it. I put some stars around it. That you know what that does, kids? That grabs your attention. You don't and, forget about it. And Q, you made a great point. Uh, I think we talked off air about Gonzaga and their giant spreads: the twenty-two, the twenty-three, the twenty-five. How do you bet that? So you told me, eh, look at the first half last week. So I did. They were given 12, uh, 12 and a half. They covered easily. Tomorrow they play. Same line. I'm going to hit it again. Yeah, like I said, this is a team. And you know, we just talked about teams that, you know, slow down in the second half and, and go into that and dribble out the clock. They're one of them. I mean, they've killed a lot. Where they've they've had the number, you know, with 10 minutes left. If you're looking for 22 and a half, they're, they're up 26. You know, they could easily stretch this thing to 30, 35-point lead, and they yeah. just don't. Yeah. They don't have to either. They don't. They're uh, not they, proving anything. Yeah, no. They they can shut it down, and 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 they truly can cruise to a win because their backups are even legit against oh, yeah. these other they're West back, Coast conference. Their backups teams. Yeah. start on any other team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play them again tomorrow, the first half. Yeah. Like you think, did you guys watch any of the Baylor Texas game? I did. I missed it. I, I missed it. I think that was a statement game for Baylor in the sense that yeah, I. They had to go on the road. You know, Texas is playing really well this year, and they just slapped Texas in the mouth. Me personally. Yeah, I heard they I heard they looked really good. They did. I mean, anytime Texas came and scored, I mean, Baylor – I mean, if there was a nasty dunk like one of the kids, uh, their big center for Texas um, got a technical. He dunked on a kid, and it was pretty – you know, it was top ten worthy, and then he taunts them by staring them down. So they tee him up, and then uh, – Baylor just comes out and hits like back-to-back threes like it was nothing. I mean, didn't even touch the rim. It was just – it was – anytime Texas scored, Baylor answered with more. I was I was tracking it. I, I watched only a very few plays on that game, but I was tracking it. And it was – it was kind of like Baylor would get up, 
Texas would come back and get it close. And then I would check again. And then Baylor was back up by like nine or 10. Yeah. They looked and, really well. And somebody, a basketball guy after the game said like, it's Gonzaga and it's Baylor. And then it's everybody else. Like he, and we talked about that on the show. I mean, last Saturday, I mean, I think Friday or Saturday, I can't remember which show it was. It's just, they are Baylor's good. Baylor used to, and I made a point. They used to just be, they could lock you down. Now they can score. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a big thing. And they're, they're big. They're very long. They're big and they can cause a lot of problems on the, you know, they can defend you really well. And yeah, they're a good team. I want to get your, your two takes on two things real quick. So I got two flyers for the national. Well, not even the national. So I got one flyer on the national. Well, I got to find a new one. I'd like, I can't wait for this because my Tennessee doesn't look good anymore. Well, I bet before the season started, I bet Xavier just to make the final four, not win it just to get there. They're playing really well, and they're kind of sneaky under the radar. Who knows? Maybe they can catch a break in a bracket. But my big play, I I took Texas Tech to win it all. You know, I'm going to – because, you know, I said – I've said on the show that I I don't like that – I don't really think they have a true point guard. McClung tries to handle the ball a little bit too much. He's more kind of an off guard, hit him on the wing. He can't can penetrate. Again, can he come down with the ball and make a move? Absolutely. The guy can take it to the to the rim as as good as anybody in the in the league or in, in basketball here in college. But um no, I like that. And I think that is a good sneaky play because you know, I bashed and I said also their defense wasn't as great as it used to be. It's not, but man, when they when they want to lock it down, they can lock it down at times. Even Mac a little bit has, you can tell, he has to buy into that system a little bit more now than he did at Georgetown. Uh, but no, I love that. I think I think that's a really I'm I'm not high on that Xavier play that much, but the Texas Tech, I love. I think that's great. And here's here's my logic too. I really think their coach, Chris Beard, can sneak them one or two wins come tourney time. Oh, without a doubt. Opposed to some of these guys who are, who are newbies this year. I agree, hundred percent. Um, do you? Let me ask you this: Who do you? And this is a question. So I listen to um, a great podcast. It's uh, Barstool Bench Mob, Rico Bosco, Marty Mush, uh, Jake Marsh. Great podcast. It's strictly college basketball. I mean, those guys live and breathe it. Um, give it a listen, guys. But they have a question, and it was um, it was kind of tough to answer. So they asked or Jake Marsh asked Rico and Marty, who are your four one seeds right now? And obviously the one and two is Baylor and Gonzaga, but you know, given what's happening in Michigan, they're not being able to play because of their governor, um, you know, given Villanova, given Texas is having a great season. Who are your three and four number one seeds? Good. No, go ahead, Matt. You can take this one. Okay. Well, I think, I think the three, I think there's three easy. I, th- I think Nova's a lock, and I, and I only said that because I think the Big East or whatever conference they're in now is still a fabulous conference. It's very good. Didn't they just go – well, they just played Seton Hall, and they it seemed uh, – they had a oh, training. they buried them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, the, <laughs> the four is completely up for grabs. It, I'd lean Michigan, but God knows when they're going to get on the court next. Yeah. If, if Houston loses tonight – Drop them out. I mean, that's a bad loss. Texas just got romped by Baylor. Lo and behold, look who pops up. Oklahoma. 
Yeah. He's on a roll. We love Oklahoma. We just met cute. We just talked about them again. Uh, yeah. We love them. And I, yep. I don't know if they can sustain it a, a whole run through the Big 12 and even a Big 12 tourney to get up there. But I might be incorrect, but I think they are one of the tourney conference tourneys that end on Sunday. If they can get to their conference final on Sunday, the voters might lock them in prior if they just get to the final. They're a team that certainly could get to the final, and they're a team that is big. As long as you know Manic and those other guys stay healthy and they get Reeves back um, and he stays in a groove, I mean, why couldn't they beat Baylor? Yeah. I mean, I know Baylor is tough, but if you lock down – the three at the 25% and you continue that on this incredible, you know, defensive streak they're on and they're scoring really well too. Like they're a team that could beat anybody in my opinion. Um, and, and they could even give Gonzaga a tough game. Like it's Cinderella's who get hot, always, you know, make good runs in the tournament or it's teams like this, you know, who might've struggled early on in the season, uh, but they got hot at the right time. And we've seen it countless times. The, the most recent, uh, I'd probably say was uh, Kemba Walker. I mean, they were like eight or nine seed, and, he, and they won the whole thing. I'll tell you. What, so I'm looking at their schedule right now. They play uh, Iowa State next, then Baylor. If they can split with Baylor in the Big Twelve, and then I'd say probably beat West Virginia. Oh, they'll beat West Virginia. Maybe lose to Texas, and they should be able to run the table the last couple games against these cupcakes. I mean, that's a... Is that Texas game at home or away? Uh, it is at home. Or no, it's at Texas. Okay. I was say, I'd love that even more. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that was... They, it. It is at home. They I get, love it. They got Baylor at home, Texas at home. I'll tell you, that's a team, you know, Matt, you brought up a couple minutes ago about, you know, I, I, I like to try to do at least three to four national championship. And it's just, you know, again, you I, I don't go with the who's number one. I try to look for like what you said. I mean, you're going deep with the Xavier, but you might look like a genius. I like Oklahoma. I mean, I, I like your Texas tech, but I like Oklahoma too. I think that's a team that, and you know, I'll see how the next couple of weeks play out here to try to put in another one or two, but I might jump on the Oklahoma because you know, when you have a team that has two of their main players out, I stayed with them Sunday and teased them up and won. They, they were right there to go to Texas Tech and be right there again. And you're missing two of your main guys. That's that's saying something. They're a good team. They're a real good team. So, Q, according to Jerry Palm's bracketology, he has Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, Michigan. I mean, look, uh, Michigan certainly deserves a number one the way they've been playing, and, and it's out of their control as to why they're not playing, and that's wrong. It's killing their momentum. Use me. Uh, and they've been just as dominant as Baylor and Gonzaga in their own right in the Big East and I mean um, Big Ten and and that's obviously we see that conference beats each other up, but they beat their, themselves up because they're so good. Like they they they're running the table in it. I think we're kind of on though with Oklahoma. They have them up to a three seed, so. Listen, if they run the table, well, I wouldn't say run the table, but if they can split with Baylor, if they can beat uh, Texas, which I certainly think they can, if they can, you know, I think they're better than Texas Tech in the sense that both teams can strap up their shoes and play defense. But I think just scoring-wise, Oklahoma has more options where this year's Texas Tech team seems like they're 
really only Mac McClellan on the offensive side, and that hasn't been, you know, in years past. Um, why can't they get to the finals? You know, depending on how the seating is, um, I could see them going to the Big 12 final and fighting for a two or, or a one seed. I mean, if Michigan comes and drops this, a couple games and, and doesn't do well in the tournament after this layoff, like who's to say they can't sneak into the number four spot? Well, East Carolina just beat them, so. Yep, that's a that's a big strike for. Oh, you beat Houston. Yeah, I mean, well, that's it. Takes Houston out right there, then. Woo. Yeah, that's a bad yeah. loss. That's a real bad loss. Not a great conference. You just lost that game. That hurts. Smitty, I don't know. Are you back to work tomorrow? I was at work today. Oh, nice. I got an early play for you tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait. It's uh, SIU Edwardsville. Minus two and a half at home versus Tennessee State. What time's that tipping off? Two o'clock. Two o'clock. What? That sounds like a yep. state penitentiary name. <laughs> <laughs> and they are in my uh, my bottom tier of the worst teams against this red ranking. So, SIU Ed- Edwardsville at home. Come on, you got to cover. Little afternoon delight. I like. Yeah. It. Just get get it. Just a little. A little. It's a little hors d'oeuvre. A little, little, uh, we dive into the, the bigger slate of the night. I love it. I'll probably be jumping on that, give it out and stuff. I love it. Maddie, man, great info again. Q, great show, man. I love this Wednesday night, too. Yeah, I like, I think it's a little better format. You know, obviously, we're new to this podcast and stuff. Uh, I like the Wednesday, Saturday shows. Yeah, break uh, it up. You know, obviously, our schedules, we may have to do a Tuesday or Thursday from here and there, but I like that midweek show. Um, and then I also like the early Saturday, just quick hits, you know, no BS, just get right to the point um, and, and get those plays out for our, our those listeners. games. You know, I enjoyed I enjoyed so much listening back on the, the Saturday morning one just to see how we did. And just uh, and again, there's a lot of we sound like we sound like geniuses and I like it. Yeah, I mean, it was like a, it. it was a great start for us with Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, it was. We, I mean, we didn't get the over, but. Well, we no can't, Maddie. You can't go out there and be chucking shots from you know. We can't go out there and do it. We can't do it all. We're getting up at like six something in the morning and we're ready to come on live and give you information. We can't do it all. No, nope. I hear you, man. It's hard to look in the mirror and go, "Man, we're great people." It's hard. It's hard work. I want to. I want to end the show though. I want to. I want to ask you guys one more off-topic question. So, are you guys like gangster movies? I do. Absolutely, and you still and you still don't know who uh, Mush is from the gangster movies. No, no. man, I can't believe this from you. That was from. uh, Hold on, give me a second. Benny Benny Mush. Uh, It's actually Eddie Mush, but it sounds like Benny. So it's who who is the guy in? Oh my goodness! Now I'm and it ties into gambling. So yeah, it's the the kid. De Niro's the bus driver. Yeah, what Uh, is? How did I? What his is son? That? Yeah, his son, Collegiano. So Bronx Tale, uh, Bronx Eddie Moore. Yeah. So it, they're put, they're put him gamblers. The, put him in the bathroom. I don't want to yeah. look at him. So they're at the track, and these guys put big money on a horse, and the horse is winning the whole time. And here comes Mush down the thing. Come on, number three or whatever horse it is, and they're like, up. Oh, just effing rip up your tickets now. <laughs> they're like, and the kid's like, what do you mean? The horse is ahead by seven lengths. Nope, rip them up. You have him and they rip them up. Coffee, horse loose. Coffee cakes. Yeah. I don't right. want coffee I cake. don't want him looking at him rolling this dice. Put him in the bathroom too. 
So anytime you go on and you see like ESPN analysts all four for a certain team, I'm like, that is the jinx, man. Yeah. That you're you're getting mushed. You're getting <laughs> you're getting mushed. Well, you're getting hey, that that field goal kicker hasn't missed one from outside of fifty all season. Yep. Going mush. Yep, that's it. I love it. Uh, I love the it. Mush. That's great. Hey, I'll leave that's the great. show. I'll leave the show uh with this. So I was reading, you know, Smitty and I like to go to Charlestown Casinos for the horses a couple times uh a season. Uh, great place, beautiful track, very personable, uh, make a lot of nice friends there, a lot of good conversations. But anyways, we weren't up there. It was the weekend after we had went up, and I read an article, and it says, like, uh, rare incident at, at Charlestown. So they're running, I don't know, like a 9 race or whatever, um, and they're coming around uh, the backside, Smitty, and they're coming around the turn to the uh, – finish line and there's that gate you know where they enter from the yeah, uh, yeah. well somebody left the gate up and the horse fear is a hard right <laughs> yeah no, i did see it. that <laughs> <Believe it. Yeah. laughs> oh yes he was up he was come on, three. by like 10 lengths come on, he just come on, leaves three. leaves the track come on three can i there was, some dude, there was some dude over there with a fishing rod and a carrot so that no, horse came no, flying no, over too if it, no, if me, horse i know, I know we're rigged. going home but who cares this is so let's i'll tell you a great story so we go up there and they you know sports book up there it's like six thirty, six. Yeah, maybe even uh, earlier, quarter after six. Uh, we're like in line. 6, There's one, so it's a guy, and then it's Q, and it's me. And we were going together on something because we were going to get action. And there was a guy that came up behind us, and he was like, um, "Hey, uh, can I jump ahead of you guys?" And we're like, "Q goes, why?" He goes, well, "You're like third in line." And the guy goes, "I got to get first pitch." He goes, "It's quarter after six. Relax." And the guy goes, "You know, the guy's just." out of his mind and then he goes hey who won that a's game this today we're like the a's and he's like i'm not gonna say what he was saying he's like oh he just went into this time i knew i should have taken the a's screaming it was you can like he said you meet there's some characters there are some characters you meet great times great stories but hey uh matt give out your uh, twitter handle one more time um it's if you follow matt all 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 run on that's a lengthy one good uh hey can you can you go ahead spell that for me <laughs> hey uh follow uh if you know matt or if you follow matt on my apologies uh and then follow no out notebook wager and um again uh, this midweek show we'll get a show out to you early saturday morning uh with the saturday slate um I got a good Super Bowl story for Saturday morning too. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, stay in, you know, uh, with humor. Stay in touch with our Twitters. We'll be posting plays nightly. Uh, we've already posted some plays tonight. We'll have plays tomorrow and Friday, um, and then Saturday as well. So uh, find our winners on Twitter. Add no book wagering, and then add if you follow Matt and uh, bang your bookies, fellas. Find those winners, people. Enjoy the night. Get after it. See ya.